When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is the Rogan and Rodney Podcast. Heard weekdays at noon on AM570 LA Sports. Stream the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching AM570 LA Sports or podcast the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Rogan and Rodney. AM570, an LA Sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan and Jonas Knoxon for Rodney on AM570 LA Sports. Later on this hour, Mark Medina, USA Today, will jump on. He's all over the series between the Suns and the Clippers. Maybe if the Clippers lose tonight, they got him right where they want him. They really play well when they're down 0-2. I don't like, you know, it might not be a good idea for them to get ahead in the series. Everything might go south. But we'll talk with Mark about that, <laughs> uh, Jonas. But we have to, you know, given given some of the things that have been said on this show today. And to be quite fair, it's been a little testy. I, 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 I felt that from you. Yes. I felt yeah. a little testiness. We, we, need to, we need to mend this fence. I think so, too. We need to bond. We need to come back together. I agree. There's too much, too much angst. So let's do that now. Let's join, hold hands, and celebrate what we have. And to provide that inspiration, there was only one man. It is Vic the Brick with the Daily Haiku at 2. And Vic, good afternoon. Now, good afternoon, Fred. Good afternoon, Vic. Good afternoon, Jonas Knox, in for Rodney Pete this week. Hi. <laughs> and Jonas, I must say, I really enjoyed your uh, going into the past of your work history. I think you're very zen, very zen. It's like if you're cleaning a toilet, make sure that you clean that toilet like it's the last toilet on the planet. <laughs> yes, Vic, that's true. But we have a bigger issue. Is there a phone ringing in the background and has someone answered it? That's my landline. Okay. They're, did they're did you money. go answer the phone? No. Did anyone answer the phone? No. It's a, it's a phony phone call. Okay. Did you... Did you hear in the background someone speaking? No. You did not? Not at all. Okay. Well, Vic, either we're hearing voices in our heads, or someone was speaking in the background. I think you're hearing voices in your head. Okay. And Vic, can I ask you one more question? Of course. 
Why are you not on the landline? You know that is a much crisper sound. Well, I'm on the Comrex. It's not you are on the Comrex quality. today? Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay, fine. I want to make sure. Right. Sure. I mean, Jesus. Okay. You, you just said we needed some zen on this show, and, and you just ripped the guy because of his Comrex connection. No, I'm not ripping him for that. I just want it to be so clean and pure that we feel the zen, that we all get into the proper frame of mind, Jonas. That's I mean, it, all I'm saying. It feels pure to me, Vic. I mean, whenever you come on, I'm grateful for it. I'm not like Fred. <clears throat> Thank you, Jay Knox. But it, 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 your inspiring resume, I believe, is uh, is an inspiration. Isn't it's, it's an inspiration? Vic, I don't have an inspiring resume. Fred, yours no chopped liver. More the menudo, there's no doubt. Th thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney Show. Please, por favor, and put your hands together and show the love. It's Kevin Figures now. Yeah, come on, huh? Mm. And then the ones and the twos and all audio magic that you hear is coming through his membranes and his multi-skills on the big board, please, show the love. It's Ronnie Fascio. It's King Flavor, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it me? Yes. Is it just me? It's probably you, but go ahead. The Dodgers got to come out with more fire tonight. Not just that, you. That first setting from hell. It was almost unwatchable after that. I mean, Darvish was befuddling us all night long, you know, with his with his arsenal. And, you know, Julio kept the damage to a minimum, but the damage was done. You know, Machado hit the home run. You know, Tatis was doing his thing. You know, enough already. Dodgers got to come out of the shoot with attitude tonight with Kirsch and just take it to the Padres in game two. These games... You were earlier talking to the great Coletti. I, I think it means more to the Dodgers. They're going to make a statement. Because I think they've lost, what, five of the last six of the Padres? Dodgers got to step up tonight and make a statement. You don't want to lose two in a row to the Padres and Petco. So, And I believe in the Dodgers tonight. I believe in Kirsch. But they're going to stand up, play with more vigor and more gusto and more brio. You know what I'm saying? More what? Brio. B-R-I-O. What is Brio? Energy. Okay. You could have said energy. I like Brio. Huh? And they will. It's just a, a momentary hiccup. But I was not happy with, uh, with the first game. I don't think anyone was. The only one happy was you, Darvish, and his mother. I think that was the only people happy. Two shows nightly for Koima Hilton. Thank you. You, Darvish, and his mother. Thank, Why thank you got to bring so his mother into this? Why not? No, he pitched brilliantly. He was dazzling, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Dazzling. And no sticky stuff. So he no did it on the up and up. Right? I'm not okay. so sure. Ah, here we go. Here I'm we not go. so sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a beautiful haiku... In honor of the changing of the season, of course, it's summertime. And this is by Seco, not Seiko, 
the great watch company, Seiko. Have you guys ever bought a Seiko watch? I have. They're beautiful watches. It's a nice watch, Vic. Oh, it's a hot watch. But you know the interesting thing about watches, Vic? They all tell time. Be it a Timex, a Seiko, or a Rolex. They all tell time. But Fred, they have now elevated themselves into, you know, entertainment pieces. I mean, if it's not sold at a Burlington or a Ross Dress for Less, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. I mean, come on now. I don't blame you. Yeah. Does Ross Dress for Less sell watches? Hell yeah, it does. And they sell cologne. And let me tell you something. You get really good cologne there. Like, I'm a Mambo guy for, you know, for the kids out there. You want to, you know, smell like an adult. Mambo cologne, it's twelve ninety nine. You go to a Ross Dress for Less. I mean, but, again, but again, listen, jack of all trades here. I'm like the human pinata, Fred. You're the human cactus on the pinata. Just hit me. Something will fall out, and it's going to make sense somewhere along the line. I've never had that cologne. Mambo cologne, I'm telling you. It's a good yeah? stuff. Yeah. Makes you smell like an adult. Damn right. So when you walk into Dan Marley's sports grill later, you're gonna yeah. people are gonna go, hey man, not only does he got the goatee, but he's got the Suns retro t shirt and he smells like a Ross dress for less. That's a good look. It's good, yeah, it's a good smell. That's a good look. When I wake up in the morning, what's the one thing I want to do? Smell like Ross dress for less. <laughs> See? That that is that's what I try to I strive for. I mean, there are certain aromas that smell good, and a lot of people don't want to admit to it. A Ross Dress for Less in the cologne section smells good, just like WD-40 smells good. Uh, just like gas, when you go pump gas, the gasoline smells good. You open up a pack of cigarettes, you don't have to smoke them, you just smell them. They smell good. Like, there are certain aromas out there that you go, you know what, that's not bad. Ross Dress for Less being one of them, Fred. You sniffing gas fumes? Well, listen, you know, uh, you got time to kill on the streets of Thousand Oaks, California, the mean streets. You're just trying to stay out of trouble out here, Fred. Certainly that'll help you stay out of trouble. Absolutely. Going up and sniffing gas fumes. Yeah. Might explain some things, too. Mm. This haiku is by Seco. S-E-K-K-O, not Seco. No. I'm telling you, the Seco watch exploding. Has Seco ever done any haikus? Seiko, this is his first appearance. Okay, his first appearance. I thought you were going to say Seiko. No, Seiko. Okay. S-E-K-K-O. Is that like like Sega Genesis? Same guy? Different form. Seiko. No, there are Ks here. Yeah. Gotcha. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Making his maiden voyage. On the haiku for you this Tuesday. Another virgin today. Yes. <laughs> June the 21st. <laughs> Fish in the river rise this peaceful summer day and snap at little dragonflies. I'm feeling you. Let go. So, the fish... Minding their own business. Yeah. In the river. On a nice summer's day. Look up and see a dragonfly. And try to take a piece of it. Yeah, a little snap. A little snap. It seems that that was a, a rather um, aggressive haiku today, Vic. Well, it's really very seasonal. You know, fish in the water, they, they see dragonflies along the surface of the water. And, and we had yeah. trout yesterday. 
So trout, fish today. I mean, you know, we get something from Jaws tomorrow. I feel like we're on a pattern here. Well, you know me, I love fish. You you love to eat fish. You just don't like to stare at fish. I do. No, I love fish. I do. I used to stare at fish growing up as a kid. And the fish, you know, when I pass a fish bowl, I mean, our parents, you know, we we obviously didn't have the uh, the funding to have a fish bowl. But if I did see a fish bowl in a store or something, I was mesmerized. I'd stare. Look at the you know look at the goldfish and you know look at the the, the clownfish and the what uh, the clownfish or is it the parrotfish? Yeah, the, it's a payaso in Spanish, Fred. I don't know if you know that or not. I was hoping you would share that, yeah. but I, I I I'm not acquainted with the clownfish. It might have been a parrotfish. You don't even know what fish it was, to be honest. <laughs> I was mesmerized. You were just transfixed by the sight. Yes. Of little fishes in a bowl swimming around, and you would yes. sit and stare yes. for hours when you walked by any bowl like that. Yeah, my parents were only too happy to get rid of me for 15 minutes. They'd say, go outside, walk around, look in people's windows. If they have a fish bowl, stare at it, and then come back. Oh, no, this was all my idea. I love the fish, and I love the fish bowl. But you never had fish. I did have a couple of koi fish. When I first moved to L.A., I was very, I was uh, expensive. Oh, and hard to maintain. Yes, very difficult. You you've got to have a bit, a nice running stream for the, you know, for the koi. You just can't you know put them in that koi barrel that you see. It's too small. Yeah, and if there's a, my brother had some koi fish. He saved up a bunch of money to get koi fish at, at this house that he was renting, and I, I mean. You would have thought raccoons were grizzly bears. I mean, they ripped the covering off oh. and just annihilated these fish. I mean, so all that money down the tubes, uh, koi fish, very, very expensive. It's like owning a horse, like very, very expensive, very expensive to maintain. Uh, so, Vic, I mean, you must have been doing well financially if uh, you were buying koi fish that early on. Just a couple of fish. When I first arrived in L.A., it was his, uh, late 80s. And I said, I just wanted, I never had, I never had fish in my life. So I said, yeah, you know what? Let's have a couple of koi fish. I don't appreciate the violence of today's haiku presentation. First, we have the fish snapping at the dragonfly. Then we hear the harsh and sad reality that raccoons attacked koi and ripped them to shreds. Yes. I mean, look, and here's, I think you missed the point of the haiku because if I'm not mistaken, I'm not much of a fisherman, but if I'm not mistaken, dragonflies are used as bait. So if the fish are snapping at the dragonflies, it means they're getting aggressive. Vic, for God's sakes. Vic, we got a koi pond online too if you could get that when you get a sec uh is big that boy the... i'll call you later all right there big, big boy i'll call you later Vic, go ahead and answer about. it Vic. Vic, answer the phone we, we want to hear you answer the phone and see who's on the phone go ahead and answer it the, the, the landline is too it's, it's it's too involved to answer the phone yeah, you don't on. want to hear it it's a all right. it, it's either big boy or it's, it's a phony phone call it's you know it's probably Petros prank calling Vic because he knows he's on the air right now. Oh, hold on, Vic, is that your machine? Can I help you? This is Vic. Oh, this is good. I know. This, this is, is great. great. Hello. It's fantastic. Yeah. Can well, you, you call you, back later? I'm on, I'm live on the air in a very very popular. L.A. radio talk show on AM 570 L.A. Sports. I mean, who do you think it is? Do you think it's PETA? Because so please call many, back later. Thank you so much. Because of how many fish he's murdered in the last two days on his haiku? Okay. All right. Wait. Vic, who was it? 
I'm not sure. I just told I told him to call back later. Vic, did they identify themselves? Not really, but I said we're, we're conducting very important business. <laughs> no, I know, but did the person say hello? This is and this is what I'm calling you for, or did I, I you did, just pick up and say call me back? I said call me back. So we I don't even know who that was. No, it's a mystery phone caller, and I. I <laughs> That's my priority at this point. Vic, do you have caller ID? Uh, please tell me you don't have caller ID because I miss the days when you when it was a surprise uh, on the other end. Who'd you get? I have caller ID. God, I, I miss I'm, not having caller ID. Right, I know it's a great it's, it's a it's a great uh, invention. Vic, do you know how to use caller ID? I believe I do. Okay, do you have an answering machine or? Do you check for your messages? In other words, it, it, was that a machine we heard? Yes. Okay. I have, I have you, an answering machine with the landline. Okay. You know, even with the landline, you could eliminate the answering machine and set up a feature where the message will be recorded and then you can listen back to it later without the machine. I'm going to work on that, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, I have a question about fish, all right? Yes, and, yes. and Vic, because this is back-to-back days, we've had, uh, you know, trout yesterday, yeah. uh, more fish in the haiku today. Sure. Has anybody ever won a fish at a carnival that stayed alive longer than 72 hours? <laughs> Seriously, like, what, like what, are, what are they giving us there? Is it basically just like a floating piece of beef jerky, and, and it makes it seem like, oh, my God, I, uh, look what I did. I won a fish, and then you get it home, and things dead in 20 minutes. Yeah, low budget, very low budget, those carnival fish. Yeah, because they're basically feeder fish, right? I mean, those are just the scraps. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, you know, like it's basically dog food at that point. Yeah, it's carnival fish, exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's a salient point. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Fred, you want in on this conversation about carnival fish or no? I just think we should do it's lit. It's lit. Fire! Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Presented by our buddy Jacob and Ronnie. Hey, if you have a problem, he is the best attorney in Southern California. You need to call him. He's our attorney, Jacob and Ronnie. Accident or injury, call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Oh, I just saw this. Jonas, you'll love this. This is right up your alley. LeBron James, two minutes ago, just tweeted this message. Okay. Never thought I'd be talking from this perspective, but I'm not really sure what else you expected. When the higher-ups have all come together as a collective with conspiracies to end my run and send me a message. That was followed by an owl emoji and a crown emoji. Oh my so, God, let's play Jonas's favorite uh, game. What does it mean? Oh my God, let, yeah. me tell you what, let me tell you what it means. It means that he's one of the most insecure people on planet Earth. And I'm telling you this right now. If you're a Laker fan, you know this for a fact. Kobe Bryant's never sending something like that. That's never coming from the Twitter account of Kobe Bryant, ever. But it's coming from LeBron James, who constantly needs attention. Me, me. You remember the part in True Detective where uh, Matthew McConaughey is playing Russ Cole and he's mocking the people that, that need to talk about themselves all the time? And he says, surely this is all for me. I, I, I'm so important. LeBron James, stop, man. You're out of the postseason. Stop announcing your jersey number switch. Stop talking about everything that was done wrong with the play-in tournament and how uh, you tried to tell everybody about injuries and get over yourself, man. Just go rehab, do what you need to do, and then leave people hung out to dry out in front of a Blaze pizza again like you did when you first got here. Sick of it. Well, well aside from all that, what did that mean? It's a, it's a Drake lyric, by the way. 
Oh, well, in that case, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he posted it for a purpose, though. <laughs> you know, you know, if that, you know. See, I thought, you know, I, that maybe that should be uh, tomorrow's afternoon delight. We'll see if uh, Fred uh, can rattle that one. I can, I can see that one up. <laughs> Hasn't Drake been going to the Sierra Canyon games? It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that, but maybe. Vic? If I'm LeBron James, I'm worried about promoting my movie. It's a very uh, cryptic uh, tweet. Obviously, obviously it's uh, the clarity from K-Fig. It's a lyric from Drake. But as, 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 Lakers, as Laker fans, I don't believe are that interested in, in that kind of tweet. I think Laker fans are interested in this movie and his rehab. And isn't it Taco Tuesday? Like, it dude, is. like, like, shouldn't you be making guac right now? Like, like, what are you doing, man? Like, I mean, you, like, time's running out, man. It's already two thirty in the afternoon, and he's sitting there sending out Drake lyrics. Start putting together your guac. Get that stuff settled out. Marinate the carne asada. Get the, you know, start grilling up the uh, the tortillas to where they got a little bit of a crisp to them. Now, Vic, I don't know if you're a flour or a corn guy, but come on, man. There's there's I'm stuff corn. to be done here. Yeah, corn. I'm I'm with you. Corn. I'm with you. Healthier, but maybe a bit binding. Is there any really comparison? I mean, corn and flour, man. Immediately, my mind goes corn. No, corn is better for you, Vic, but it can bind you a little bit. You don't need that. Oh, man, let me tell you something. A, a nice, a nice, uh, you know, chips and guac with a Modelo on the side. Oh, and you know, you know, as the in-laws would say, Fred, Dios mio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure yeah. Sure, just like that, too. <laughs> so gusto. Uh, in my book. We, uh... <laughs> We all love the Harlem Globetrotters. Fred, we've had them in studio a couple of times. They're great. We have. They're fun. Well, apparently they're uh, upset that they're not getting the type of recognition they deserve. And they sent this letter to Adam Silver of the NBA. Based on what we've already proven, we can feel the team of talent on par with the pros of today. And we want a chance to do that. As a world-renowned and legendary professional basketball team, we petitioned Commissioner Adam Silver, the NBA governors, and the powers that be to grant the original Harlem Globetrotters an NBA franchise. Not now, but right now. Yeah. Harlem Globetrotters into the NBA, Fred. Well, uh, that's a nice letter. And uh, to be able to enter as an expansion franchise, and I'm sure they have this on hand, it's going to cost about a billion and a half dollars because they'd be an expansion franchise. And, that, and the Phoenix Suns are worth... Well, the Phoenix Suns are probably worth if I the Clippers are worth more than two billion. Correct. So I don't know. Would they play in Harlem? Would that be their market? I'm guessing. Okay. If that's their market, I'm saying about a billion and a half just to break bread, get in here. So if they have it, I'm sure Adam Silver will will consider it. I mean, Kev, what were you a bigger fan of, Harlem Globetrotters or the Harlem Heat, the old tag Ooh, team? Oh, Harlem Heat, Booker T, I mean, Stevie Ray, let's now. go. Oh, yeah, Fred, I know you were all over that back in the day. Uh, Booker T and Stevie Ray, the Harlem Heat, one of the great tag teams of all time. Like, listen, if that if they're the ones coming out saying, we want another title run in WWE, that's fine. The Harlem Globetrotters coming out, it's like, come on, we get it. You know, everything was shut down. You couldn't put on events. I understand all that. But unless you got the billions of dollars that it's going to take to be a part of the National Basketball Association, I think they got bigger fish to fry. No pun intended. No offense, Vic. But I think they're worried about whether or not they're going to get back the Sonics in Seattle yeah. as opposed to this. The Harlem Globetrotters are global. 
I would love to see them in an exhibition first, and then try to make inroads into the association. Let's see if they can compete. I'm still not sure they can compete. Entertainment-wise, they're off the hook. But you know, the way the association is shooting, do they have the shooters? We know they have, you know, they have the the incredible magic. They have the tricks. But do they have the shooters to compete in the association now? Because right now, the NBA from beyond the arc is mind blowing. I'm not. Sure you know, though, Vic, the Globies Vic, have that skill. I got to tell you something, Vic. I don't think you're giving them enough credit. Maybe they could compete. I mean, once they chase somebody with a fake bucket of water filled with paper and throw it at them, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's going to fool everybody. That could be their play with three seconds left. By the way, has that move ever not worked? Like, no. I don't care. I don't care. Even Kobe Bryant, back when Matt Barnes did the, uh, did the you know, the deke when it came to the basketball to the face, he didn't move. But if you walked up to Kobe Bryant in that same game and pretended to throw a cup of water at his face, he would flinch. Like, that's never not worked in the history of, of, of the Harlem Globetrotters. That's their number one stick, I would say. Well, we have a, a couple of uh, NBA job openings, and the New Orleans Pelicans, the most Kevin, recent... Kevin, yes, Kevin, yes. hang tight a sec, yes. please. I just saw a, a tweet that Jonas sent out. Okay. I don't like that you're misrepresenting yourself. What? What'd I do? I gave Fred a gift card to Dan Marley's Sports Grill before the show to say all that, yeah, really? to say all those nice things. I gave you that gift card to Dan Marley's Sports Grill. No, you... Ne- you see, this is my problem. What? Again, it's like the tale of Scottsdale. <laughs> You did not give me a a card to Dan Marley Sports Grill. I I'm did not receive positive. it. Listen, I'm almost positive I sent it to the right email address. I mean, I you know I I mean you are Fred. And which at, one was that? Go ahead. You are Fred at pothead.com, right? Like that's <laughs> that's what yeah. Listen, I I thought for sure that was the right email address. So apparently it's lost in the sh- in you know in in the ether somewhere. So I apologize in advance. That was Fred, you know all the you. greatest grass, Ronnie. For God's sakes, please. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. Go ahead. Uh, one of the job openings, the New Orleans Pelicans, and someone who's very interested, former NBA player and a rap mogul, Master P, from the No Limit Soldiers. He says, he told TMZ, it's time for me to be the first hip-hop coach, is what he said. Oh. Now he had a cup of coffee at the, in Summer League in preseason with the Charlotte Hornets and the Toronto Raptors some years ago. He says the Pelicans have great players on the team. They just need somebody that can understand them. He says it's time for something a little bit different in the NBA. I think I will be that different and unique for the league. Well, maybe if the Globetrotters <laughs> come in, he can coach that team. Do you guys see what Jake and Logan Paul have done? Everybody thinks they can cross over and do every other sport now. Oh, I can do that. It's easy because Jake and Logan Paul are fighting uh, boxers in exhibitions or right. you know UFC fighters who aren't known as strikers. Like now, every look the the Globetrotters won in. Uh, now you got uh, you know Master P who wants to be uh, you know a, a part of the NBA now. Like, what are we doing here? At some point, everybody's got certain lanes. And in the words of the great LeVar Ball, uh, soon to be in the Naismith Hall of Fame, according to Fred Rogan, stay in your lane. Uh, and I just think that this is uh, this is where we're at now because of the Paul Brothers, Fred. I agree with you, by the way. I, I, I believe the NBA needs an injection of Master P. Oh, my God, Vic. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Please. I mean, the, co- the coaching profession is so staid and boring and mundane. Isn't the phone ringing again? <laughs> That was Master P on the other end. I think so. I love Now it. we know. I love it. I mean, these head coaches, what's the big deal? Make the, you make adjustments at halftime, you let your assistants do it. 
What you got to do is communicate to your players. Communicate to your players. That's why Doc Rivers is gone. He didn't communicate to his players last year. That's why Doc's gone. You know, you can ask Terrence Mann's mother. <laughs> Doc Rivers didn't communicate to her son. Look at T-Man now. Look at T. Lou. He's a star. You got to <laughs> communicate to the fellas. I just know this has SNL skit written all over it. That's, oh, that's all the oh, yeah. takeaway that I got from it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. That's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. Okay. Uh, boy, it's been quite the day, and it will continue on. We've got Mark Medina joining us next, and he may have information on Kawhi Leonard or Chris Paul, so we'll, we'll check in with Mark. San Diego, move on. We've come for the NL West. Lay low. In fact, lay down. You can either lay down now or wait till September when you inevitably will do it anyway. Good luck getting through, pal. Although you have been doing a pretty good job of laying down lately. Zing! Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck kicks off at 6 p.m. on the home of your world champion Dodgers. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much, yes. Speaking of which, traffic. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. Fred Rogan and Jonas Knox in for Rodney today on AM 570 LA Sports. Six o'clock is the tip when the Clippers try to even the series with the Suns. And now let's bring on from USA Today, the man who has covered the series and the NBA all season long, a friend of the show, Mark Medina. Mark, appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, Fred, appreciate you having me. Okay, let's start with this. Jonas brought it up earlier. What is with Chris Paul? When is he going to play? I I wish I knew the answer. I knew that he's not going to play in Game 2 tonight, but the Suns haven't really been forthcoming about his availability. It's an information vacuum. Uh, We don't really know the specifics of the health and safety protocol as far as uh, the timeline and what he's dealing with, but my understanding is... He doesn't have any symptoms. He's fine there, but you know, obviously, the NBA has wanted to, uh, you know, make sure that's covering all bases when it comes to the safety. So, uh, definitely out game two. I guess it's possible game three he'll return, but we don't know for sure yet. Mark, isn't the lack of clarity on the situation with Chris Paul a little bit strange? Like, I don't know if there's like an ulterior motive or whatever it is, but it just feels like. To your point, you can't really get a clear answer or understanding as to what's happening, and I just wonder what is going on behind the scenes. Yeah, well, I wish I knew behind the scenes, but the lack of clarity isn't strange. This is unfortunately what we've been dealing with all season where you know guys have been out sometimes because they've tested positive for COVID. Sometimes guys have been out just because they, there was potential exposure and so, you know, the NBA and the teams, they cite privacy laws as far as why they're not divulging specifics. Um, but, you know, there is a competitive area, too, where the NBA requires teams to report injuries, you know, 24 hours in advance. Um, so I guess I've, got, I've gotten used to it, but I, I sure wish there was more clarity. And it, it's cut both ways. The Clippers haven't really been forthcoming about Kawhi Leonard's in, injury. That's not health and safety protocol related. That's related to his knee. You know, and I asked Clippers coach uh, Ty Lue uh, yesterday after practice, okay, like what is Kawhi's progress and what does he still need to do before, you know, being able to rejoin? 
And he started laughing. So yeah, I wish I knew the answer. They don't tell me those things. They just say if he's available or not. And I do understand the coach's role. They don't want to be seen as meddling too much with the medical staff and, and putting implicit pressure. But I, I find it very hard to believe that he doesn't at least have some level of detail of, you know, what Kawhi's accomplished and what are the next steps ahead. But oh my what God. Come on, be serious. He knows exactly what's going on. Oh, they just do what they tell me. Uh, If he's ready to go, I'll put him. No, (laughs) he knows exactly what's going on. And my feeling is that they don't think he's going to play in the series, but they don't want to tell anybody. I think they want Phoenix to prepare every game as if he's going to play. Well, here's the thing, Fred. Ty was at least forthcoming when I asked him that question before the series started, that he did admit that they are preparing as if Kawhi won't be available in the series, but when you're trying to get specifics, okay, is he ruled in or out? They're just going on a game-by-game basis. Maybe it's a competitive thing. Maybe it's to placate Kawhi. You know, he's had a history of wanting to keep everything very private when it comes to his history and medical stuff. Uh, who knows? But it, it sure has been a reporter's challenge to get some sort of information. <laughs> Mark, is there any rhyme or reason to why the Clippers were asked to turn around, you know, less than 48 hours later and open up the Western Conference Finals, but we're not going to get game one between the Bucks and the Hawks until tomorrow night? Yeah, um, I think the NBA, they they defended as, you know, philosophically, they've tried to condense the schedule as much as possible. Now, specifically to the Hawks and Atlanta, um, you know, the Hawks, number one, had a game seven, you know, on Sunday. So that delayed a little bit. But the other thing is both teams had to travel uh, where, you know, when you're looking at the Clippers and the Suns end, you know, the Clippers certainly had to travel, but the Suns, they've been at home for a while because they swept the Denver Nuggets. It's certainly uh, it's unequal, but that's that's the way they explain it, that a lot of it's more circumstantial than anything else. Mark, since you've watched the NBA all season long and you've been invested in the playoffs heavily, do you think the Clippers go, you know what, if we lose tonight, we got them right where we want them. We're down 0-2, <laughs> so here we come. Yeah, I always wondered last year in the bubble if the Denver Nuggets thought the same way. Um, But no, the Clippers don't want to be in that hole. I think, you know, to the Suns, they're much better than the Dallas Mavericks. And look, I'll own up to it. I wrote a column after the Clippers are down 0-2 to Utah saying, you know what, they're not going to be able to pull this off against the Jazz. They're a much better team. Uh, You know, I stand corrected that the Clippers, they elevated their game. But in fairness to me, Utah also dealt with extenuating circumstances where Mike Conley continued to be out until the final game in Game 6. Donovan Mitchell's health turned for the worse. And I think with the Suns, while Chris Paul is surely a significant player for the Suns, they have a lot of young talent that has proven that they can play with or without them. So uh, I think this is going to be a much heftier challenge if they face an 0-2 deficit. Mark, what do you think is the, just from watching the Clippers in the postseason this year, if any, what has been the biggest difference between Ty Lue and Doc Rivers from a game-to-game standpoint? I think the main thing is the adjustments. I think, uh, you know, to Doc's uh, defense, really good personality, knows how to handle, uh, you know, players' egos and all that. Ty Lue does the same thing, but I think as you've seen the playoff series go on, Ty Lue is someone that makes adjustments a lot quicker whether you go big or small put certain guys in or out of the lineup where i think doc when you're looking at that 3-1 
serious collapse against Denver, he was riding Montrez Harrell a lot and just put him out there even though he was defensively challenged. At the end of the day, I do put more of the onus on the players. Like They're going to deserve more of the praise when things go well and more of the criticism when they don't. But for sure, Doc uh, holds some level of responsibility when it comes to last season's shortcomings. And Ty also uh, has you know some credit uh, to him with where the Clippers are, where they are. But I, I would attach the health and the players' performances as bigger factors more than anything else. All right. Mark, thanks for coming on. We know you had a run. Uh, it'll be interesting tonight, and we'll talk again soon. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. Okay, there goes our buddy Mark Medina from USA Today. It's been a bit contentious today, and we'll be back to wrap it up after this, Jonas. <laughs> I mean, that is just sad. <laughs> sad sack of the day. Well, today's sad sack of the day is me. <laughs> I am the sad sack of the day because I do not have the sad sack of the day in front of me. Therefore, I cannot properly... yeah. Acknowledge the sad sack, so I will acknowledge myself, Jonas, as oh. the sad sack of the day. And it takes a real man to admit a mistake. I just want to, you know, even this is what a great broadcaster you are, because even in the midst of, you know, a segment not going the way that you would like it to go, you gave us a gem because you just said, and I quote, I do not have the sad sack in front of me, which I think is going to be a drop that'll last for years and years to come on AM570 LA Sports Fred. <laughs> so congratulations to you. You made a little bit of history to end the show. Anything I can do to help. Uh, <laughs> AM570 LA Sports and Owning Mortgage are teaming up to bring you Mortgage Mondays to help you pay your mortgage bill this summer. Every week, one lucky winner will win 2500 bucks. Sign up for your chance to win at am570lasports.com slash owning. Uh, Kevin and Ronnie, thanks. It was good today. Yeah. Had a good time. And Jonas, good news. We've been renewed for another 24 hours, right. so I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, I'm into it. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen Making money off of cuss words, writing again Learn how to take ahead, so I fight with my pen Late night, down sunset, like in the sin What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail My people say To live and die in LA